0: Bear with me today, I'm not feeling my normal self, but somehow praise and worship got me to that place today where I feel a little bit of energy to talk to you guys, so just bear with me. Um, You glad you're here? Say amen. 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 God has a word for us today, and I'm going to give it to you with everything I got, all the little energy I have left this morning is coming out. Amen. So happy Memorial Day to everybody. Y'all got Memorial Day plans? How many of you have Memorial Day plans? You, you, you're going out to eat, you're going to Strawberry Festival, y'all barbecuing those big steaks I see on social media. <laughs> I'm waiting for the invite, Tony. <laughs> Tony uh, barbecues some steaks that's about this size, and he's got a big old bone, that a tomahawk type But what kind of tomahawk steaks? Dude, I'm just saying, hook your pastor up with one, just just one, baby, just one. Anyway, uh, uh, Happy Memorial Day. A lot of people have paid the price that we can have freedom, right? Yeah, so I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to preach to you this morning because I believe God has uh, uh, arrested this word in my heart. And uh, man, he has a funny way of showing, you know, when when you have something that you feel down about or whatever, he gives you a word. And it's like, man, how can I preach this word today? But I believe I'm going to give it to you. So we're going to continue in the episode of our Red Letter Living series. Our Red Letter focus today is based on what Jesus said we should never do. Jesus says something in scriptures when he was talking to his disciples in the times that they were living in. Elmer, he said, there's something that we should never do. And I want to give that to you guys this morning. And so we know that, the, that, that they say, who are they? They say that you should never say never unless you mean it. Right? I believe Jesus means it in the text for us today. So let's look at Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18. And uh, as you're focusing there, and as we are going to have it on the screen, I'm going to open with prayer real quick. Father, we ask that you will speak through through us today, Lord, that you will... Give me the unction that I need. Holy Spirit, help me. I've studied, but I need your strength, Lord. I've, I've, I've prayed, but I need yet your power. I thank you for our praise and worship experience where you, you've led me out this morning, Lord, regardless of how I feel. And so, Father, would you pitch hit for your boy today? I'm asking in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Luke chapter 18 Verse 1 through 8, we're we're preaching from the NLT, the New Living Translation this morning. This is what Jesus says in verse 1. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray. Everybody say, always pray. pray. And never never give up. How many of you have to apologize for that right there? You should always pray. And never give up and never give up. And so to emphasize, Maria, the importance of what he's about to say, he uses a story. Do you know stories, Elmer, are powerful? Steve, that stories are powerful. Stories are given to help us remember what is being said stories are. So Jesus goes into a story here. Uh, uh, some call it a parable as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus goes into a story here in verse 2. He says, verse 2, it says, there was a judge in a certain city. It doesn't matter which city. It says a judge in a certain city. He's just telling a story for, for emphasis sake. He said, neither, who neither feared God nor cared about people, a widow of that city came to him, came to the, to the judge, repeatedly saying, everybody say repeatedly, Repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. Have you ever had some enemies? Give me justice with this dispute. Now, what you have to understand, judges would travel to, from town to town. They would pitch tents and the, uh, the townspeople would gather around the judges for a couple of days and he would hear their cases. And so this lady came all the time trying to get her case heard and he would, he would dismiss her. He would dismiss her. Why? I'm going to tell you about that here in a second. Verse four, the judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, he's, he's, he's talking to himself, he said, self, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman, this woman, this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. He didn't know he was coming into a town and, and going to have this happen to him. Then the Lord said, Jesus is talking back to his disciples. He says, he says um, learn A lesson from the unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off when we pray? Verse 8, I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? How many, Jonathan, will be praying when Jesus comes? He could come today. How many people will still be believers when Jesus comes? How, will, will he find faith on the day he comes? Or would you have just prayed last Sunday? No. Oh, man. So Jesus taught his disciples a persistent that the, the persistence of prayer with three words, and that's my title for today. Turn to your neighbor or someone close to you and say, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Turn to the other choice and say, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. So I, I, don't, I don't claim to be as efficient as Jesus. He used three words to get his point across today, and that's my title, never give up. So um, I, I'm going to I'm going to do uh, something that that's in my lane. I'm going to use a thousand words. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. So I want you to get this point. There's an old school picture that I came across this week. I don't want you to see this. Y'all see the picture of the frog of the frog in the bird's mouth. Now the, fro- the frog is being swallowed, but he at the end, he's wrapping his hands around and he's he's holding on. You ain't going to swallow this. Oh, when it comes to prayer, this is what I mean. When it comes to prayer, when I say never give up, this is what I mean. No matter what you face, no matter where you are, no matter what situation you're in, you hold on, you wrap your hands around with worship, and you pray as if you're never going to give up. Because someone needs our prayers. We don't pray just for ourselves. Someone needs our prayers. But wherever you find yourself this morning, Jesus said you should always pray and never give up. Church family, I want to tell you this morning, stop. uh, we, We need to have a fighting spirit. We need to have a fighting spirit. We need to wrap our hands around the throne of God and come to him boldly. We're his children. Come to him boldly, boldly with prayers. As much as you see the day approaching, the scripture says, when Jesus comes back, will he find faith I, when, I, when I saw this, I was like, man, I got to preach this. I got to preach this because when Jesus comes back, that's what he's looking for. A people, a community who's praying. Who's praying. Mm, Rocky Balboa said, <laughs> Rocky Balboa said, uh, in the world, it ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say it like Rocky? <coughs> the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Steve. What if, church, what if God doesn't expect perfect prayers, but persistent prayers? That's the question on the floor. What if he's not expecting perfect prayers, but he's he's expecting persistent prayers? You know, I, I can do I can do persistent. I can do persistent for me. Prayer is much like the pursuit of my health. It's, it's much like the pursuit of my health. Um, it hasn't been perfect. Tiff could tell you that. It hasn't been perfect, but um, uh, I've tried some things that worked and there's some things that didn't. Um, on, on some days, but I've been persistent. On some days, I've been, I've been able to uh, be strongest when it comes to my exercise. Exercise is my strongest on that day, but my eating habits aren't. You know? But I've been persistent. On other days, it's vice versa. My eating habits have been the strongest part of my day, but my, but my workouts haven't been as strong. And... and you guys can relate to this too. For some of us, prayer is like that. For some of us, the thought of God and his goodness to us is the strongest on that day, but your prayer isn't. And maybe sometimes your, your, your prayers are the strongest part of your day, but yet your thought on the goodness of God isn't. We need to conflate them both together. Amen, amen. Family, we can do persistent. Many of us have, a pers- have been persistent all our lives. It's just a matter, it's just a matter of, of what it is, right? It just depends on what it is. We've been persistent. We've been persistent in our marriage. We've been persistent with our jobs and in and, and our pursuit of finances. We've been persistent with happiness, the pursuit of happiness. Y'all remember the movie? We've been persistent with things. We've been persistent with things. But when Jesus is talking to us, to us today, he's talking about being persistent with our prayers, Ah, persistence is the purpose of the parable. It's the purpose of the story today. So by persistence, we mean to continue in a course of action in spite of opposition. Remember the frog? Cons- continue with a course of action in spite of opposition. And Jesus tags prayer to this illustration into this definition. Why? Because in the previous chapter, we start off in Luke 18, and in the previous chapter, Jesus was talking about the end times. And he said, you guys are living in a time where the the, the bodies are rotting around you. Society is is likened to bodies that are rotting around you and the stench is is coming up in the air and vultures are coming around and and the bodies are intoxicating you. And you're going to have to go to prayer sometimes so you can get some oxygen so you can deal with society's rotting ways. And the more you see the day approaching, don't we know that society is rotting around us? And Jesus is saying, guys, guys, things will be business as usual, but everything around you will start to deteriorate. If you can't pray, you won't make it. If you don't pray, you won't make it. So the competitiveness of prayer demands moments with the master. The competitiveness of prayer demands moments with the master, with Jesus himself. If we're honest, it's the good things and the gross things. <laughs> I said the good things and the gross things of life that, are ins- that make us insensitive to God. Good things take up too much of our time. The gross things det- detract, detract us away from God. It's the good things and gross things that make us insensitive of, as people of God. And they take up too much of our time. And so God is like, he's, he's like up in heaven. I picture God up in heaven with his red flags and his cones set around and the danger caution tape. And he's saying, society is rotting around you, Martine. Society, Jay, society is riding around you, Eric. You, you guys, I need you to come in. I need you to come in. I'm trying to get your attention. And God is competing with us. He's competing He's competing with our phones. He's competing with our coworkers. He's competing with our activities. He's competing with everything around us. He's competing with our Netflix account. He's competing with... With our me time, God is competing and he's trying to get our attention saying, I need you to focus in and I need you to pray. I need you to talk to me. Time is of the essence. My time. You like me time. God likes me time too. Mm -hmm. William Penn said this. Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. Mm -hmm. Pastor, preach it. Persistent is persistence is for our sake not God's sake for us to be persistent it's for our sake not God's he's good right right if he can get your attention just to even stay awake in service we're doing good. Persistence purges us. Pr- persistence purges us of our desires and changes how we are to pray over time. It does. Persistent does. Persistence does. Over time, our times, our, our, our lives change. We start off praying for our children. Lord, would you keep them healthy? Would you grow them up, Lord? Bring a good maiden into their life. Lord, give them a good job. And then over time, you know how things are. Over time, you start changing that prayer. They start getting older, and you're like, Lord, just cover them. Just keep them close. Just, just, just keep them out of harm. Way persistence. We change, but, our, but we still have to be persistence. Persistent. Persistence purges our desires. Over time, we start off. We start off asking for one thing. We're all about self. Lord, would you give me this? And we give our laundry list to God. We're like, Lord, would you give me this? Would you do that? And after a while, you get a little bit more maturity in your in your life, and you start, Lord, would you just bless the day? Would you give me wisdom, Lord, to help me be where I need to be? Would you open doors that I don't know I need to be open? Persistence purges us, and it helps us over time see what is really important. Church, never give up. Never give up. Have you had to change some prayers? I've had to change some prayers, but I've been persistent. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. The competitiveness of prayer demands moments with the master, but the completeness of prayer is aware of the reality that Jesus is coming back for persistent people. The completeness of prayer is aware of the reality that Jesus is coming back for persistent people, not casual Christians, He's coming back for a persistent group, a persistent community. It says in verse 8, when he comes back, will he find faith? Oh, Lord, but I believe. And Jesus says one day, it says in Scripture, depart from me. I never even knew you. Oh, you went to church? But you never committed to me. You never said, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe you as my Lord and Savior. I make a conscious decision that you, Lord, are the Lord of my life. Not my money, not my car, not my kids, not my babies. That's not more important. Lord, I need you. I've made a decision, Lord, to follow you. Not my activities. Not my career. All these things will be added to you, the Bible says. All your other cares. He's he's a good God. He'll take care of all the other stuff. Oh, my. I'm feeling pretty good. He'll take care of all the other stuff. The completeness of prayer is always aware of the reality that Jesus is coming back for persistent people. So Jesus's approach to prayer is that we be be persistent. He's not focused on here in, in this text. He's not focusing on the form of prayer. He's not saying that you need to bend the knee. He doesn't have a GOT, a Game of Thrones approach to, to prayer here. He's not saying, I need you to bend the knee and I need you to do this. He's saying, I need you to just be persistent. I need you to have an attitude that won't give up. Don't give up. Back in those days, people prayed in all kinds of different ways. You can look in scripture, it's replete. It's filled with different examples of people. People prayed prostrate on the ground with their face on, to the ground, praying. People prayed sitting down. People prayed standing, walking. That's one of my favorite ways to pray. I just like to walk. Because sometimes you'll pray and you'll fall asleep on God. Can I get a witness? Can I be transparent to you guys? Can I be an imperfect pastor in an imperfect church? So sometimes I walk around, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. God, you're so good. God, I can't, I can't do it without you, Lord. Lord, I love you. I thank him first before I go over my list. Lord, I thank you, you're so wonderful. The Bible says you're the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. Lord, you're all of heaven, you're the CEO of heaven, God. Lord, I love you. And then I start going into my list. I start seeing faces, Lord, bless Shannon. Lord, you know Maria. Tony's traveling, Lord. Oh, be with Anderson. Donald, Donald's traveling more this day, these days in 2019. Lord, be with them, be with Shay, be with them, be with them, Lord. I start going over those things. Eventually, I get to me. So imagine, just imagine how much time you will spend before the master if you start off praying him, praying and thanking him for what he's done and who he is first, and then getting to your your laundry list. Oh, we got to be a persistent people. We need to be a persistent people. The apostle Paul says in in the New Testament, he says, to pray without ceasing that we should pray without ceasing. If you don't know the Bible, Paul has been through some stuff. He's wrote most of the New Testament, but Paul has been through some stuff. He had been, he had been tortured. He had been burned. He had been shipwrecked. And Paul said he learned in all things to be content. Man, when you've been through some stuff, you'll, you'll know that. You know what? Changing jobs ain't no big deal. God's going to take care of that. He can kick down that door. Oh, Man. I feel his anointing on me. And first Thessalonians 5, 16, the will of God. I want you to see this on the screen. The will of God for us is to have a spirit, of, a spirit of prayer in all things. It says rejoice always. What does it say? Rejoice always. And it says to pray without ceasing. I want you to know I'm not preaching. I'm not preaching from the newspaper. It says pray without ceasing. What does ceasing mean? Stop. Never stop. Never stop. The next verse give thanks in all circumstances that you start off giving thanks give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you not just God I'm feeling good I lost 20 pounds I want to thank you God oh Lord thank you Lord (laughs) God you gave me a mate oh thank you God oh God, I got twenty dollars in the bank now. I can put into, I can put aside in my in my savings. Lord, thank you. Everybody can thank God in the good things. You better have more than twenty dollars in your savings, though. But uh, what I wanted you to see in those in the text that you can't bow your head, close your eyes, and fold your hands and, and without ceasing. You can't do that without ceasing. So Jesus isn't talking about the form. That's the form of prayer. Jesus isn't talking about the formality of it. He's talking about prayer itself. Pray without ceasing. You can be driving down the road. You can be going down 264 and you can be like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for clearing the way this morning. I'm going to be on time. I do that throughout the day. In the little things, someone gives me a, y'all may have heard this before, someone to give me a soda. Hey, hey, Marshall, you like a soda? Oh, man, y'all don't really drink soda that much, but I'll take a Pepsi? Lord, thank you. I'm not spooking them out, but I'm like in my heart, Lord, thank you, because you moved their heart to offer me that soda. So when the big things come, I'm thanking him all the time because I'm thanking him in the little things, the stick of gum you offered me. Always, give thanks always. These were hard times that Jesus was talking to his disciples in, and he's about to leave them. These were hard times, difficult times that they lived in, and more difficult times were coming. More difficult times were coming. So Jesus used this parable. He's just, he used this story about the widow and the judge to help them through it, to help them remember this is what prayer is like. And now he's not, he's not comparing and contrasting the judge to God because there's no comparison there's no comparison. God is not like the ju- unjust judge because he feared, he feared no one, including God. Jesus is saying that if this guy can grant prayers, how much more will God grant prayers? If the unjust, ungodly judge can grant a request, how much more would your good God grant your request? So he uses the widow. He uses the widow. And the widow in our, in our, in our text represents us. She's, she's a person that's needy. Now, I, I don't want you to go home and say, Pastor said you're needy, but she represents us. She's needy. She has, she has so much, so she's coming. She's constantly coming. She's constantly coming. She's constantly coming. She's got an enemy that she's, that she's dealing with, and she's a widow, and when the husband died and the widows were left there, that it was, if they didn't have any family, brothers or whatever to take care of. The widows were on their own. So she's like, I need your help, Judge. I need your help. Jesus points to her persistence, her persistent attitude, though. Her persistent attitude. She kept coming. And the text says, the Bible says that she's driving him crazy. She had a prince moment. Let's go crazy. I have a need. I have a need. But her attitude, it was her attitude Jesus was pointing out. He was lifting for the disciples. Never give up. I wonder what you've stopped giving prayer to. Because sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers right away, and I, I think it's for a purpose. It's for a reason. I have you remember, remember some times where you say, "Thank you, Lord. You didn't give me what I prayed for." With that, and then other times, He's like just waiting to see how long, how persistent are you going to keep coming to Him? Are you going to keep coming? Are you going to keep coming? He knows what's best. He knows what we need. You know, as parents, you know what's best. You know, if my 11-year-old Lexi asks to drive my car, I know that she's not ready to drive that car at 11 years old. She can drive her mama's, though, but not mine. <laughs> I'd, give her, I'd give her mama's car. She ain't driving mine. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. It's a 2008, and it's paid off. Hallelujah. <laughs> I wouldn't give her any car. No. But I wonder, what'd you stop praying for? Church family, what 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 have you given up on? Do you believe that God can answer the prayer of your spouse, the prayer over your over your your babies? Mm. And so He uses the judge. He talks about the widow; she represents us. Then He talks about the judge, and and the judge is in contrast to God. He's he's in contrast to God because he's unjust. And Jesus places him in the story to give us the juxtaposition of what God is like, the contrast effect of what God is like. Mm. When in seminary, I, I, I had this... Uh, we had this cohort of preachers that we were were studying to get our doctorate and I had this cohort, that's what they call them when you go to seminary, the the doctoral cohort, C-O-H-O-R-T. And one of these uh, cohort friends of mine, um, the professor uh, would always ask us to pray. Open with prayer, close with prayer, sometimes pray during the, sometimes we'd we'd shut class down and we'd just pray. But he would ask this girl, Connie, in my class, Dr. Connie, he would ask her to pray. And it blew me away the first time. And I think it blew the professor away because he, he continually asked her to pray. And Connie would play, she would pray like this. Connie, Connie would get on, on, um, on, on her knees sometimes. Sometimes she would stand up. Sometimes she would start just crying. I'm thinking, did you hear him? You know, she's just crying before she starts. And then, and then she would start off her, her, her prayer. And she would say, Papa, it's me. Papa, it's me. And then she would just lay her prayers out before God for the class and for our day. And I thought, how sweet. The Bible says that he's our Abba Father. He's our Papa. But I've never heard anyone physically pray, Papa, it's me. Do you have a relationship with Jesus that way that you can say, Papa, it's me. do what i need would you be what i need papa is me hey i don't know where you are today but god is your papa he's your papa the bible says he's in comparison he's our abba father he's your papa and we need to treat him like that he loves to hear from you. Steph, he loves. He loves to hear from you. He's the CEO of heaven. He's going about doing things. He's, he's handling stuff in Texas. He's speaking things over, over in Europe. He's doing things. He's doing things. If he hears, Papa. Ooh. He loves to hear from us. If you want to be persistent in prayer, make a decision today, church family, to never give up. Just make that decision. I'm never giving up. Because these three things you need to remember. Persistent prayer is spending personal time with God to block out all distractions and focus on the one. That's the first thing persistent prayer is. Secondly, persistent prayer is a continual talk with God. Papa, it's me. It's me. Then, third, uh, uh, oh, about the talk. If we don't remember the talk to our father, our papa, you begin to get superficial with your faith. You'll begin to have anemic faith. That when when time when the time comes, you'll notice that people aren't coming and asking me to pray anymore. Hey, pray for my sister, so and so. What's happening? I I, I don't have it anymore. He's not used to hearing me anymore. Thirdly, persistent prayer fuels our faith. Keeps us going. It keeps us going. We don't, be, we, we don't pray. This is what you got to catch. This is what you got to catch. Millennials, you might want to tweet this out. We, this is what we need to do. We, we don't pray. We don't pray because we're going through something. We pray because we're going to something. Mm, yeah. That's why we pray. Because we're going to something. Not just going through something. The persistence of prayer allows us to proceed into the presence of God. But here's a thought. Here's a thought. Because of prayer, I always have a place to go. (laughs) Oh, man. I always, always have a place to go. Because prayer transitions us from here to there. Papa, I'm, I'm before you again. <laughs> oh man, Jesus! Jesus could have said in this passage, He could have said, "Never stop loving," and that would have been fine. But He didn't. He said, "Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Never stop talking to Me." In other words, in other words, we can get up in God's face. Yesterday, I was I was uh, looking over my sermon. I like to do that on Saturdays, just kind of get my head together and <clears throat> just go over the sermon and and my, my grandbaby was over, little Stella, she's one. And uh, I was in the office looking over her stuff at my desk and little Stella, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of this moment in and, and my, and my study and Stella comes in and she's one and she's walking and everything and, and, and she can't talk. So she comes up to me and she, and she comes to me in, in, in the office and, and she goes like this. You know, y'all know what that means, right? What does that mean? Put me pick me up, pick me up. But she can't talk so she does this, Stella does this. You know, and Papa's working. I'm diligent. I'm, I'm reflecting. I'm reflecting. My sermon's done, but I'm reflecting. And I'm, I'm like, good God, do you want me to change anything? Put something in, whatever. And Stella comes in and she does like this, and it makes me stop. And she, because and, she can't talk, Jay, she goes, mm, ah. And she does that all the time. Ah. And so I, I picked Stella up at one year old. I picked Stella up and I put her in my lap, and then I had a moment of reflection. This is what it's like with prayer. We're always in the face of God, you know, and I'm her papa. And so I, I, I don't need her to do anything other than, mm, ah, because I understand. She, she's in my face and she's like, Papa, I love you. Mm, ah. I'm going to share this and I'm out the way. I'll be shaking hands and hugging necks. This is what you need to know. Prayer is the highest form of worship. I'll say it again. Prayer is the highest form of worship that brings you closer to God. It brings you up in his face. Mm -hmm. Ah. Yeah, yeah. It's not raising our needs. Prayer isn't. It's not raising our needs. It's raising our hands. Prayer is. Prayer is. It's raising our hands. Remember the photo with the frog? Um, it, it, it allows us, prayer allows us to wrap our hands around the solution when we worship God. And so we never give up. That's what prayer does. Church, I want to tell you, keep praying. Keep believing. Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with Praise. Give thanks to him in his holy name. Psalms 104. Wow. At first, prayer church doesn't feel doesn't feel comfortable. But neither does worship. That's why sometimes you're sitting in the in the seats and you act like you haven't been anything and through anything and you act like God hasn't delivered you from something. You act like God hasn't, hasn't, hasn't blocked some stuff to keep you from having an accident because you didn't have the accident. You think it's all good and gravy, but you act like you can't worship the Lord. And at some time, you need to break down and wrap your hands around the solution because God has an answer for you, and he's waiting for us to never give up and, and, and to, to, to reach out and say, God, that thing I stopped praying for, would you do it? Would you do it? Until you get desperate enough, until you get longing enough for him, until, until you get grateful enough then you'll never know what it's like to be in God's face. But that's what he's waiting for. Hmm. Ah. Father, Papa, it's me. Would you stand with me? I'm gonna give you the opportunity to raise your hands. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to, to participate in the highest form of worship. I'm going to give you the opportunity. And you may not know what to say. You may not know, what, you know how to express myself, but I'm going to give you an example. And it's up to you to see if you're going to give up or are you going to wrap your, your arms around the solution today. And so I want to introduce a song to you. Um, I want to introduce a song. We're going to sing an cappella. I don't feel my best, but I'm going to do it first. And then a second stanza, I'm going to ask the church to do it. The words will be on the screen. I'm going to sing it first. It's a, a simple song. It's like three verses. And then I'm going to ask you to sing it. And then after we sang it and you, and, and you got it kind of down, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. I want everybody raising your hands. I want everybody raising your hands and wrapping your hands around the solution and worship the highest form of prayer. And we'll see what God's going to do this week. Amen. Remember that thing that you stopped praying for. Let's get, it, let's get it back here. Let's get it back in focus. The song says, I'll sing it first. We sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. Oh, Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised sing with me church we sing praises to your name yes make it personal oh lord praises to your name oh lord for your name is great And greatly to be praised. Everybody lift their hands. I sing praises to your name. Come on, I hear myself. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. Sing to your Lord. Oh, Lord, for your name is great. And greatly to be praised again I sing praises to your name Come on church Oh Lord wrap your hands around the solution your name Yes sing Oh Lord for your name is great Yes to be. Yes, yes, yes. Heaven's coming down. One more time. I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord. Yes. Praises to your name. Oh, Lord, for your name is great. Yes, it is and greatly to be praised one more time until it's broken one more time till it's broken i sing praises to your name sing it like you mean it oh lord papa papa father it's me yes lord thank you father oh lord to the name didn't that feel good church it feels good when we worship God and and prayer that way because we're wrapping our arms we're wrapping our hands around the solution and we're saying God regardless of what I feel like regardless what happened yesterday last week I'm still believing you for the answers amen amen Luke 18 says when Jesus returns he's looking for one thing persistent people And that consists of faith. One thing. Amen. Reignite family. I don't care what you face. I don't care how deep you are in. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Look to your left and say never give up. Look to your right and say never give up. Amen. 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 You may be seated. We're going to close with prayer. You may be seated. Lord, I thank you opportunity lord to praise your name to lift up the name of jesus today and father i ask that you will hear our prayers lord the things that we that we've released today to you father for the solution father we ask that you will bless each and every person in the house today lord lord if there's someone here that don't know you as lord and savior lord i'm asking lord that they will receive you now by just repeating this prayer to themselves lord father I, i i trust you as my lord and my savior i believe in your son jesus christ And I make him the head of my life. Forgive me for my sins, Lord. Record my name in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. In Jesus' name.